I started like coming into agreement with the lies I was hearing in my head, like that I wanted to die. I never felt like that before. So I went and told my mom that I need her to pray over me. And my mom told me she saw it was like the life was being sucked out of me. She saw a serpent. She could see in the spirit. She saw like a serpent around me, like sucking the life out of me. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side of the spirit world and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anyone that you feel might be encouraged by it too. Quick disclaimer, what we can agree on here is that we love Jesus and he is our Lord and Savior. I don't filter what my guests say, so there will most likely be something along the way that you don't agree with, and that's okay. I highly recommend spending time researching and praying about anything that gets said that might trouble you. With all that said, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. What's up, you guys? Today I have Traylon G on the show, and we're talking all things New Age to Jesus. Traylon thought she was on the path to success following these teachings from fallen angels until her addictions got worse and the pain became too much to bear. Finally, in full surrender mode and under the power of the Holy Spirit through her Christian mom, a demon became manifest and finally released her from his grip. Join us today as she tells her story of being fought for in this spiritual war, backsliding a few times into the dark side but finally experiencing victory in Christ. Without further ado, let's get on to the show. Okay, good morning, Traylon. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'm noticing a theme with uh, season two of Raised and Redeemed. I did not plan this, but there's been so much on deliverance. So I'm really excited to hear your story. God just has perfect timing in the way that he is bringing all of this together. So I'm excited to to have you here today. It seems like you you have a bit of a new age to Jesus testimony um, where you grew up in a Christian family, but uh, ended up in the new age world. Um, and then it got pretty dark and it brought you back to Christ. So I'm excited to to just hear all about that today. Yeah, I'm excited to share it. My life has been very up and down. Like I have a lot of different um, details. Like first I started off really innocent, like not knowing anything for a long time. And then became really rebellious and got into partying and everything. Got married way, like really quickly whenever I was not serving God. And um, after that, I got into new age and everything. So I'll get into the new age like later on. But first I want to share a little bit of like my up and down, like crazy. Absolutely. Tell us all the details. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So um, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were very um, strict and protective. Like I remember they knew about spiritual warfare, but they didn't really know like how the enemy worked and everything. But my mom just knew that like speaking scriptures over us and like praying all the time was um, the best way that she knew how to like keep us protected and keep our family covered and everything. Um, but she didn't really like, or they didn't really like teach me too much about like spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know about like their personal choices or anything like that at a young age, just because I was very guarded. Um, but I did have a lot of night terrors as a child. Like I would wake up like freaking out and be like half in between like sleep and not sleep. And like, I wouldn't be able to snap out of it. And it would just happen all the time. Like I would just always be like screaming. Isn't it so annoying how demons pick on kids? Like kids are so sensitive to that. And I just know so many people who have those experiences as a kid. I'm like, why do they prey on children? That's so annoying. It's, it's horrible, but I, demons don't care about 
us at all. Like whether we're kids or we're old, like I guess they just hate humans altogether. Yeah. Um, but also, um, like whenever I wasn't having night terrors, I would still have nightmares. And I remember seeing like spirits in my room as a kid, like um, I don't know if they were angels or demons, but I wasn't, I didn't feel peace. So I'm pretty sure they were demons, but like a couple times they were like light figures with like angels. And I thought that they, they were angels, but like either way, I was really scared and like ran out of my room. Well, isn't it interesting how when an angel comes, they tell you not to be afraid. Oh yeah. They, that's in scripture for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they were demons, uh, <laughs> but um, after that, I always told myself, like, I'm not going to see a spirit ever again. Like, I'm I'm never going to see anything that's not here in the physical world. And I guess because I told myself that so much, like, it never really happened again. Um, but I've always, I always struggled with, like, having really bad dreams and, like, would normally only have night terrors growing up, like, when I was under the weather and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in school, I was... I didn't fit in with anyone just because I didn't really know anything. And like, I was super guarded and a lot of the other kids around me weren't. Um, And I just found myself like wanting to hang out with like the kids that were rejected, like the like special needs kids and stuff like that. So um, that's who I would always be hanging out with. And then like, I got treated the same, but like, I didn't really care. I just wanted to like be nice to like whoever needed it. But once I got to middle school, I decided that like I wanted to be different and like I like re- rejected those kids that were um rejected by other people and like learned how to like do cheerleading and like tumbling and stuff like that. And then got into cheerleading and um like I was pretty good at cheerleading like I was put like in the front and stuff like that, but I still didn't connect with the the girls or the people and like they wouldn't invite me to sleepovers and stuff like that so just over time I just started getting like more fed up with like being the innocent girl and like being different than everyone um so in high school I I was still like cheering throughout middle school in the beginning of high school I got my first boyfriend at like 15 he was like my first kiss and um I remember he broke up with me because um, this girl told him that she would sleep with him if he broke up with me. So he did. And after that, I was just like, I am so done, like, being the innocent girl. Like, I just want to do whatever I want to do. Like, I don't care about what anyone. Yeah. um, Like, I don't care what my parents say or, or like, I just was ready to be a rebel. So I started hanging out with the, like, the emo kids, I guess, like the kids that didn't ever really like know Christ and just always kind of like lived in the dark, which is, I mean, God bless them. Like it's not their fault. Um, but, um, I ended up getting another boyfriend who was older than me and he had been like with girls and guys, smoke cigarettes and everything. And like, I was still pretty innocent. Like I'd only kissed a guy and my parents did not like him. And they, like really tried to like get me to not date him but since I was ready to be a rebel like I really went for it anyways yeah and like he ended up taking my virginity well it was my choice too like we yeah uh, yeah we did that and then um right after like literally a few days after he broke up with me <laughs> and then um started dating someone else and would like send me pictures of them and be like just effed and like stuff like that yeah. And he would like text me at school saying like it cringes that we're in the same hallway and everything. And it was just crazy. Cause like, I never even did anything to him. Like, um, and obviously like my parents were right, but like, it didn't make me go back to being innocent or anything like that. Like it, I was just like yeah. more wanting to be a rebel because he like, I guess left for like someone who knew more than me. Yeah. Um, I kind of had the same mentality so I understand what you're saying so I just started like hanging out with um like kids that would have parties at their house and like um just started drinking and smoking weed and um I remember I got into taking Adderall because I took it for an exam one time and I really liked the way it felt like I just really liked the feeling of like being up because I'd always had a 
difficulty like focusing and I didn't like to work. I didn't like school, but that made me really like to do both of those things. So I just started taking that all the time. And like anytime I would drink at my friend's house, like I'd get the most drunk out of all of them. Like I just drink so much that I would like start trying to like sleep with people. And um, I would like normally be the first one to black out. But like after doing that for a while, I ended up, well, I like I, I was just doing that all the time. And like I started sleeping around with like a lot of people. Like there was no more innocent Traylon at all. And then um, I ended up getting another job and I was introduced to cocaine. And um, I started taking that like all the time, like spending my money on it. Yeah. And um, I remember like after months of um, like just wanting it, like doing it every single day, I started like feeling really crazy. Like every time I come down from it, I would literally like have a major temper tantrum. So I just knew that it was like going to destroy my life if I kept doing it. So I just like cut it off like cold turkey. And I did keep um, like partying all the time. Like any chance I could, I would like be drunk or high and like have alcohol in the car and like swerve off the road a little and like laugh. It was just really crazy how much I didn't care about my life. And my parents, I'm sure, were praying over me like really hard this whole time. Um, But I remember they got a phone tracker on my phone so that they could see where I was going. And I would, whenever I went to like these parties and stuff, I would have another friend like download the phone tracker app on their phone and like sign into my account. But then I would delete it off my phone. So I was there. Wow. Uh, (laughs) That's strategic. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked for a long time. And like, I would go to like Atlanta to like some raves and stuff like that. And like, think that I'm close by at a friend's house. And then I ended up getting another boyfriend who um, was like uh, an atheist and like all about like anarchy and stuff like that. And we would just hang out at his friend's house in like this top room where they play video games and like smoke cigarettes inside and like just drink and do whippets. Like, I don't know if you've heard of that before, but like, yeah, it's like something they sold them at Starship. It's like kind of like the whipped cream can apparently if like you shake it and then like suck in the air, it makes you feel like, Ah, okay. Okay. So we would like do that in that room, like just all time, all the time, like all day. And then he moved to Atlanta, um, which is, was like an hour and a half away from where I was living. And every night, like I would want to go see him. I would do the phone tracker switch again and like go drive there and stay up all night, like drinking and like doing crazy things. And then would leave super early in the morning to go home. During all this, I, I got really into watching like Witches of East End and like the Vampire Diaries. And I was really drawn to like the witch unit, like part of it and was like, this has to be real. Like I have to have powers. Like I'm going to figure out how I can have powers. Like I was just always wanting to know how I could make that happen. But I remember one night, um, this is my first like sleep paralysis experience. So I was laying on my stomach in my bed and I, I like saw what was happening in my room, I guess, like in the spirit or something. But I had this tapestry covering my bed or covering like the area where my bed was from the rest of my room. And I remember like a gush of wind, like blowing it to the side. And then a spirit came and like laid on my back and was like whispering to me, like saying, this is your final warning or something like that. And like all I could think to say was Jesus. So like I was trying really hard to say it. Like I was like, Jesus. And like I got it out and like I got the word out and it left. Um and then the next day I was talking to my parents and my dad had the same sleep paralysis experience that night. Um but he was facing up so like he could see them and like they were like pushing down on his chest or something like that. But after that, like I still didn't give my life to Christ or anything like that, which I should have, but I just, I just never knew that the importance of like having a relationship. And I think the reason that I never connected with Christianity or anything is because I didn't have any, like I had no idea about the spiritual world or like what it was like. Um, yeah. Like 
like I had no idea what the spiritual warfare was like, even though my parents did. Um, So like once you see it and you see the depths of wickedness, you realize to your need for Jesus because he keeps you protected. So some of us have to go in there. Some of us have to go really far into the dark side to realize that we need Jesus to keep us protected from that. So I, I'm with you. I totally understand that. Yeah. So after that, I um, ended up meeting my ex-husband and um, he's the father of my daughter. And um, whenever we met, like we were practicing sin, like we immediately like just had an ungodly relationship, Um, but we were just inseparable for a while. So we got married super quick. I mean, not like super quick. I know you got married pretty quickly to your husband, um, but we got married in like six months. But the difference was that like we didn't have God in our relationship at all. And um, we were like partying together and stuff like that. Um, And right after we got married, I got pregnant on our honeymoon with my daughter. And the relationship was just pretty toxic because like it wasn't God centered. Like, and also during my pregnancy, like I was still smoking weed and stuff like that and like um, drinking wine and stuff. Um, And after she was born, um, we just had a lot of like financial struggles and it would just cause us to fight a lot. And I had never healed from the relationship wounds that I had. So like I did have still have like temper tantrums and like didn't really know how to like be a proper wife or like respect him as a husband. And I feel like I might've started like the whole issue between us, but like he still had growing to do it also. So like, right. it takes two. Yeah. So, um, I ended up moving in with my parents and, um, eventually filed for divorce and I was working at this restaurant and like me and my friends would go out to the bar and like get drunk every, like almost every night. Um, and my parents would watch my daughter. Well, they wouldn't really watch her cause she'd be sleeping. I would just leave while she's sleeping and they keep an ear out. And that's whenever I learned about the law of attraction and um, I saw some videos about like these people who had like manifested luxury apartments and like like physical changes and stuff like that. And I was like, this is what I've been looking for. Like I wanted to be like a witch. Like now I can be. Um, so I started like scripting every day that I lived in a luxury land apartment and that I was uh, like, everyone loved my music. Like I was, a star because like I've always loved singing and sing and like songwriting and stuff like that um so yeah I was writing those down and writing that I had like my dream body and I was beautiful and like financially free and stuff and um like some of those things started happening right away which now I see like the reason it works is because the demonic kingdom if they call it considers their home um they can like implant thoughts in other people to like bring opportunities to us. And like, they all work together to keep yeah. us in experience, like anything to keep us away from God. Yeah. Um, but like my parents ended up getting me like a burn boot camp workout, like um, trial for like a month. And I kept doing it after. So like I got in good shape and like, I changed my style and like got my hair done. And before this, I was really homely. Like I just dressed like, I wore clothes that were too big on me and like had like my hair always messy and stuff like that. And like, I completely changed that, I guess. Um, like, well, not that it was a good thing, but, um, I guess just because I was telling myself like these things every day, I started to like, just take better care of myself, but I was not happy though. Like I was still like drinking all the time and smoking all the time. And I was getting a lot more promiscuous. Like I remember I snuck a boy in my parents' house and my dad caught him, caught us on the way in. And um, he was so mad. And I was like, how can you control me? I'm an adult. Like I was just yeah. no disrespectful, but it was his house. Yeah. And um, I was just posting like inappropriate pictures and stuff. Um but like people would compliment me and be like, Oh, you look so good. Like you look different. But like, I was just becoming more like dark and like 
Yes. I know exactly what you mean because I did I did the scripting as well. And I look back on photos and when I was super close, like in the dark side of spirituality, I did start to become the way that I like thought that I wanted to be, but it was a dangerous kind of beauty. It was a it was a dark side kind of beauty. It was a dark side kind of influence. It was yeah, glorifying Satan's kingdom rather than God's kingdom. And and I look back and I'm like, wow, like my acne went away and my hair was how I wanted it. And my body was how I wanted it. And all this stuff looked like how I thought that I wanted it. But like you said, you were still, you were still numbing. You were still in pain. You still weren't happy. I can't like, you're speaking to me right now. Cause I, I just so relate um, having done the same thing and being able to see the contrast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I ended up meeting these people who did music production and I showed them some music I was like making at, at home by myself and they liked it a lot and like told me that it'd be like $2,000 per song for me. And I, I told them I wasn't sure if I could do that. And then I started like scripting that it would be done for free. And then they came and offered me to get my music done for free. Um, so like I have two songs out and like they were done for free and they sound great and I'm I'm grateful for that but uh, but they weren't glorifying the Lord and I I can't wait until like I get another opportunity to put music out that glorifies the Lord. He um, will redeem that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. He will redeem that. I believe it too. <laughs> um, and so um, about like five months after I started scripting, I ended up moving in with my ex best friend. Um, because she was going through a divorce also. And it was just really rough at this point. Like I was still drinking, like I was drinking more at this point. Like I I would leave to go get more alcohol, like while I was drunk, if I ran out stuff like that. Um, And we didn't have hardly any groceries. We didn't have a washer. Our dirty clothes really piled up in the bathroom, like me and my daughter. Um, And like, I remember one time I fell asleep like I passed out and like she like peed in her pants, like my daughter and like changed them herself a few times. And she was only three. And I just realized like how horrible that was. That, like I wasn't even like taking care of her enough to like make sure that like she went to bed properly during that month, like literally a couple months after I moved in with or a couple weeks after I moved in with my ex best friend, I met this guy, my son's father, he was a music producer and Adam is a friend on Facebook. So I messaged him about music. Like we just hit it off and we were like interested in each other. So um, we started hanging out and then he like noticed that I was like stressed out and stuff. So he invited me to come live with him in his luxury Atlanta apartment, which was what I was manifesting. So I was like, this is the path. Like this is the right thing to do. Like the dark side is giving you these confirmations. I know God will like speak to us. Like, how do I say if there's something he wants us to hear, like he'll like there's little synchronicities and stuff like this. And if, if Satan just counterfeits everything that God does, I feel like the dark side gives us these similar little synchronicities to make us think that we're on the right path. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was not a Christian either. So I'm sure it was easy for like the demons to like work through both of us to like orchestrate that happening. Uh, and I mean, I wasn't ever like super in love with him. And like, I don't really think he was like super in love with me either. But like, we just hit it off and like both had like a fantasy of like what we wanted in life. So um, I moved all my stuff out one day whenever my friend was at work and um, texted her after. And she was like, I never want to talk to you again. So like I had to like betray her. So I wasn't on the lease. She signed the lease and I was going to sign it, Mm -hmm. uh, but I just hadn't yet. And um, like, I feel really bad because like we were supposed to be in it together, but there was like, a lot of like unfairness happening there. Like I was helping with her kids like a lot and stuff and not really getting compensation and everything. So I just was being selfish and like, was like, I'm just going to do what's best for me, which is of course what Satan wants. Like he wants us to be all about ourselves. Um, So I loved her to take care of that on her own. And like, we didn't talk 
for years. We've reconciled now, but like we're not as close as we were. Um, but I ended up moving in with him in like the middle of like Midtown Atlanta. And it wasn't like as fulfilling as I thought it would be. Like looking back at how I acted, I could see I was ungrateful for like the opportunity. Like I should have been thankful to like be living there. But I was always complaining because there were like homeless people right outside our balcony, like saying crazy things <laughs> and like so much traffic and like the city was dirty and stuff like that. So I just complained a lot and like um he didn't really or he didn't drink or smoke weed at all. So like I slowed down a lot on the drinking, but like I still like smoked a lot of weed. And I got pregnant with my son right away because he like he really wanted to be a dad and like I I was just in this fantasy land of like what like just wanting to be like rich and like famous and like he's also like pretty successful with music and stuff mm -hmm. um, like DJing and stuff like that. So um I was just like oh, I'll do whatever like we'll get me what like a happy life like just thinking that the, if I added more I'd be more happy yeah. um, but um I got pregnant right away and like the relationship was definitely toxic because I still didn't know like how to respect a man properly and like was unhealed um so after my complaining a lot about living in the city like we looked for a house up north and found like this farmhouse and it was really, really beautiful. Like it was three stories, like two horses, a hot tub and everything. And like, I'd never lived a luxury life before. Like I was taken care of by my parents and everything, but like, we definitely weren't wealthy. And like, I, anytime I tried to like go off on my own, it was a struggle, especially with my ex-husband and everything. So this was like a different kind of experience to like be able to like live in these nice places. Um, but Throughout that time, like, I just didn't respect his work schedule. Like, he was just working all the time. And I would just complain a lot. And it would lead to arguments. And eventually, we had, like, a really major blowout. And we ended up um, splitting up while I was pregnant with my son. And um, he, like, I'm so grateful for my son's dad, though, because he, all, he wants to take care of his son and, like, make sure that he has a great life. So he agreed for us to get separate apartments. So he like got me an apartment and he has an apartment and like, I'm still in the same apartment for like almost three years now. Oh, wow. um, and after that, like I was really happy for like the first time in a long time though, because I finally had my own space to like do my own thing without someone telling me like what they wanted me to do and everything. So that's when I got more into new age spirituality. Like, I started doing Kundalini yoga and would like do like the chanting and like the weird body twitches and all this stuff to try and like entice the chakras to like open. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. And um, I was doing like the Wim Hof method, like not that that's evil, but like getting in like an ice cold tub all the time, like just trying to do like positive things to change my life in a positive way. Um, and I was still like, scripting and everything like that um and meditating for long periods of time trying to like leave my body that never happened um and I think it's probably because my mom was always praying over me yeah and my third eye never opened either probably because of my mom praying over me which I believe that like spiritual sight is like good when it's being used yes. by, for God's will but like not for the devil's will exactly um, it's like all these things God gave us, but Satan will try to hijack it for his purposes. Yeah. I was watching some of your um, interviews with other people. And um, I remember in one of them, you said that um, like, he doesn't create anything. He just takes what God already created and like just slightly changes it. Yeah, to changes it. Because now it's like when you take Jesus out of it, and then you're using it for for the for Satan's side. It brings out a whole different result. I feel like there's a lot of good that comes in the new age, and that like you are trying to better yourself and and heal yourself and all these things. But it's it's on your own strength and for your own glory, and it's it's taking Jesus out. And then that's where it gets really dangerous because there's no clear compass of truth. Um, 
And I just, and yeah, it's very like self-centered and self-gratifying. Whereas when you're following Christ, you, you sacrifice self for the greater good, um, which I don't see a lot of in the new age. It's a lot of worshiping of self and just creates utter destruction, I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like the reason it's so enticing for people is because they don't have to have any like um, concern for their sin. Like they could be whoever they want to be, do whatever they want to do, embrace their dark side. And um, like, there's just no like holding yourself accountable for anything, which like, because I hear a lot of people saying like what they're looking for at new age is like exactly what they can find in Jesus. But like, they don't want to find it in Jesus because they don't want to admit that they're like living in sin or like wrong. And that was me too. Like, I just never understood why I had to be obedient. And like, the more I got into that, the more like angry I was with like my parents for like being strict with me and stuff. And I'm like, they held me back. They're the reason I'm not famous and stuff like that. When really they were just like trying to protect me. Yeah. And it's the same with God too, you know, like, like all these things that before we before we have Christ and before we like know his love, we look at the Bible as all these rules and and you know, things that are meant to control and oppress us. But once you understand his love, you're like, Oh my gosh, he was just trying to keep me protected this whole time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because those sins like are just open doors for any spirit other than the Holy Spirit. Like if you're not being led by the Holy Spirit, you're being led by demonic spirit. Even if it doesn't seem demonic, like it is demonic. Like the goal is to keep us distracted from God. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's not like he just wants to like force things on us or control us, which if that were true, like if he wanted to force us to do things, we wouldn't have choice. So like he just gives us the opportunity to either like seek him or not. But I'm so grateful that, he like let me see like the darkness and brought me back to him because um I mean I definitely thought that like Christians were dumb and like I was like way like more ascended than them like I remember driving down the street and I'd see like places of poverty and stuff like that I'm like this is another dimension I'm in like I feel like this is so like low like I'm in just like a way higher dimension like I just thought that like I had ascended so much because of like things I thought I accomplished but like I didn't accomplish anything at all like (laughs) I didn't work for the things that I had the demonic kingdom worked to like bring certain things to me and then also my son's father worked super hard to like provide for us which I'm so grateful for Satan will give us these things with the goal of keeping us blind to our need of the gospel and of Jesus um so this is Ephesians 1 7 through 10 about about like God's goal so in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and and on earth under Christ. So he's wanting, like God wants to bring all things in heaven and on earth to himself. And so Satan's goal is to not have that happen. So then I wrote down the second part to that, um, two Corinthians four, three through four. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So he literally keeps us blinded and a lot of that comes in giving us all the things that we think that we want so that we don't feel the need to reach out to God, to a savior. I had made a video um, about like some things that Satan had stolen from scripture. And like one thing that that reminded me of was um, like how timeline jumping is like popular in the new age. Mm-hmm. Like how they say like, there's your vortex, you already have everything there. You just have to line up with it. But like in scripture, in Philippians 3.16, it says, only let us live up to what we have already attained. And then Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. 
and Proverbs 16, three, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. So he already like predestined a, like a path for us to walk in, like in the heavenly realm. And like, it's up to us to submit our lives to him so that like we can have a far greater, more fulfilling reality than like we could ever think up on our own. And that's just something that like the devil stole from him as well. Yes. Um, All it's all like, Oh my gosh. It's just, I think that's something I realized when I came out of the new age too, is like, I was in the new age because I wanted like the spiritual, the mystical, the magical. I wanted God. I wanted all these things. And then when I got to know Jesus, I was like, wait, I was like, his miracles are way better. Like he is so much more powerful. There's so much more. I remember realizing like the miracles and the difference between it's not magic, it's miracles, but like there's still all this supernatural. And in fact, he's the one that made it and Satan just steals it and makes us think that his, his way is better. Yeah. Like my spiritual eyes are so much more open now than they were whenever I like was trying to like get to know my spirit guides and stuff like that, AKA demons and all. It's just so much more like supernatural and like magical feeling knowing that like you're up against demons and like it's up to you to like be like a warrior for God's kingdom and like slay these demons out of your life, out of other people's lives. If you're in a relationship and trying to figure out if he's the one, or maybe you're recently single and taking a step back to figure out how to best go about finding the one, I have the ebook for you. Head over to the link in my bio or in the comment section from wherever you're listening to find my latest ebook, How to Know if He's the One. In this ebook, I share the worst of my relational mistakes and how Jesus finally showed me there was a better way. Gradually, he began to mend my heart, and I know he will do the same for you too. And so now we're leading up to the point in your life where you're living in an apartment on your own. Um, you're getting more into the new age sort of teachings. You're feeling like happy though, because you know finally you're getting to live your own life. So, what sort of happened after that? Yeah. So um, at that point, I don't even really think that I was like smoking much weed or like drinking as much. So like I thought everything was going really great in my life, and then I ended up coming across some testimonies of like girls who said that they had the Kundalini spirit, um, like deliver, like exercised from them. And um, I was like, what? This cannot be real. Um, spirit, the Kundalini is a spirit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And I ended up like deciding that like I was just going to be like play it safe for that, like that time being and started looking for a church to go to. Uh, and then I found um, this church close by. It was like a smaller church. Like it looked really cool. So I was like, I'm going to go there. Um, and I invited my son's dad and like, he was really against it at first just cause he'd never like been religious or anything like that. Um, but then like, I remember telling him to just like ask God for a sign. And like, he had like, uh, he definitely like received a sign. Like it was pretty supernatural. The next day he was driving and on the back of someone's car, it said, um, and Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the light. No one enters the, um, or no one sees the father except through me. And, um, then we started to that church together and, um, they heard my music and like asked me to be on the worship team. And then I started like doing photography at the church and like working in childcare and stuff like that. Um, but that whole time, like me and him had tried getting back together. Um, and like, I was still practicing sin. Like I, I wasn't ready to submit my life to Christ because I just hadn't like, I didn't realize that like, I still had invited demons into my life. And like that church didn't really like talk about the supernatural or anything like that and nothing against them. Like they're very nice people and they're seeking God. Like I'm grateful to a bit a part of that church, but, um, it just wasn't what I needed at the time to like, really like bring me into like a deep relationship with God. Um, and 
I did feel like a bit victimized. Like I victimized myself at that time because um, none of them ever like invited me to like hang out, even though they'd hang out like outside church all the time and stuff like that. And I would either be like sitting with my son's dad or sitting alone at church. And I just thought that it was unfair because I was like serving in so many areas, but like nobody was trying to get to know me. But looking back at it now, it's likely because we, our spirits were just different. Like I, I was not submitting my life to Christ. Like they were. Um, So there was just something like off there between us because of like me being lukewarm and um I started drinking again also and actually I um did a wedding photo shoot because I do photography like every now and then too um and I ended up getting drunk and like got a DUI on the way home and this was while I was in church and um I started like gaining a lot of weight and everything I, I guess it was just because I was so lukewarm. Like I had open doors and the enemy did not like that. I was like also trying to serve God. So I was just being attacked in all sorts of areas. Like my addictions came back, not like cocaine or anything like that, but like the drinking and the smoking weed actually, because I like victimized myself by the church, I ended up leaving, but that's actually not the only reason I left. I need to remember to mention this. This is important. So uh, this group um, of people like like talked to me on Instagram and invited me to a Bible study twice a week um, for like two hours each day. And I started doing that and it was like really strict. Like they wanted us there like all the time, which of course, like we should make time for God. So it sounded good and everything. But um, after a while, they like encouraged me to encourage everyone to like leave their church because they said like the truth was only in the Bible study. So that was one reason why I left the church and I was like, Oh, well, they don't hang out with me anyways. So I will leave the church. So then I kept doing that Bible study for like months after. And like, I found out that they were hiding so many things from us. Like apparently they're a group called Shin Shanji um, or they go by like new heaven, new earth. And they follow this man called Lee man. He, who they believe is a witness of God. And they're deceiving so many people. Like they have 500,000 people in the group. And um, like the girls that we'd meet with outside of our class time to like small group chat with, um, they had already been like involved in it and knew the group name and everything and like didn't tell us. Like we just thought they were other classmates just like us. Wow. I'm so glad that you brought this up. Actually, I feel like too, like when you come out of the new age and under like out of being under such deception, you have to be so careful. And there's this girl I know who came out of the new age um, and she started telling me about this, this prophet guy and I'm watching his videos and my husband's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, like this guy's, there's something off. There's something real off. And I don't know, like I still don't have like a sharp discernment on it, but I'm, I just played it safe. Like there's numerous things I've been invited to Um, over the past couple of years since now being a Christian and following the Lord, where I'm like, you know, this could be good. This could be the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to play it safe because I was deceived before. So I don't know. There's so many like false teachers with it that have to be careful. Yeah. Like even lately, ever since I um, decided to submit my life to Christ, I'm coming across like spirit led and like anointed teachers that like I end up seeing are like really quick to anger and like calling people stupid and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not the fruits of the spirit. Like I really have to like be on guard and also like prophets who are like prophesying they're going to marry an ex and like your family's doing witchcraft on you. And I'm like, this sounds just like what I was listening to in tarot. Exactly. Red flag. (laughs) Um, So the Bible study, I, like after I found out that they were being dishonest, I left that. And then I was just like hurt altogether by the church. So I just, I I decided that I believed that anything can be created or we can find evidence for anything that we create within. Like if we, um, if like, cause there's people that believe we're like living on a flat earth with like a permanent permanent and stuff like that, which I'm not sure if that's true or not, but like, I focused on that. My focus is on like just submitting my life to the Holy Spirit. 
and letting him like guide me to the truth. But um, I just believe that like any evidence could be found if you really believed it was true. So um, I started like just putting myself out there more, like making TikToks and stuff like that. Cause like, I'd never really done that before, even though I did like the songs, I just never really had the confidence to like be on video and stuff. So um, the more I did that, like the more I, um, I guess I was like just getting deeper and deeper into like doing Satan's will. Like I just remember the more time would go on, I'd start like cussing in the videos more and like being more provocative in the videos. And I got really into tarot. Um, and I wasn't ever like super into tarot before, but like this time I was like, I was just always listening to it. And I got these messages that my family was like doing dark magic on me and like was out to get me and stuff like that. And like all these crazy things. And it resonated with me because of the familiar spirits or monitoring spirits that I was allowing to be in my proximity to like watch me all the time about my life. So Uh that's so good. I'm like sick to my stomach because tarot, like tarot did some crazy things in my life as well. And it was spot on. Like it was crazy. The things that they told this guy I was in a relationship with before I met my husband way back when. And they, so I still was like living a really ungodly life at that time. And I had secrets from him and all these things. And Tarot straight up told him like to a T what I was doing. And I was like, no way. And you're right. It's because these, these familiar, these demonic spirits are everywhere. Watching watching. (laughs) They're watching us. (laughs) Unless we like anoint our home with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to like take every like proximity of our self in our home. Like that's the only way they can't watch us. (laughs) So I confronted my family and then like ended up blocking them and like didn't talk to them for like months. And of course you're a Christian family, right? Like these demons are going to try to isolate you from your, your Christian family. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up like, I isolated myself from everyone, like even my old friends and stuff like that, just cause like, I just thought that everyone was out to get me and that it was just me and like, like me preparing to be like in a whole new life. They can't come with me where I'm going. Like yeah. that's the mindset that I had. Um, there's so much just- spiritual ego in the new age, like where you just feel you you feel intellectually and spiritually superior to everyone. Yeah. And like, I had all, like, I feel like I've always had a lot of faith regardless of if it was like in God or in the devil. So um, I'd always like gotten like the money I needed to like pay my bills and stuff like that. Like my smaller bills, like I don't pay for the apartment, which I'm so grateful for, but like um, it just, everything always worked out for me. So like, I just thought that like I was special and like a lot more chosen than like anyone else has opportunity to be. Yeah. I was deceived by tarot and like, I had stopped getting drunk all the time. I lost a bunch of weight. Like I just thought everything was like going in my favor and I was getting tired of like hearing the same messages on tarot all the time and like nothing big ever happening. So I kind of slowed down on that a little bit and like made up with my family and everything because nothing was happening so I was like I guess it's not true um and then my mom she would like send me like worship songs and stuff like that and I remember I'd get like really I'd feel anger inside like if I saw I'd be like she doesn't respect me like she knows that I'm not interested in this like why would she be sending it and I just was getting more repulsed by Christianity and I was back into like meditating and stuff like that. And like had also made positive life choice or life changes that of course God now is using for his glory because he um, takes evil and uses it for, for his good. Um, But I like stopped sleeping with people and like was single for a while. And like, if someone was like disrespecting me that I was talking to, I would just cut them off right away, which I'd never been able to do before. Cause like, I'd always just been desperate for a relationship, yeah. but I was finally like being happy on my own. It seems like God is like kind of knocking on your door through your mom. Like she, you know, he was using her to sort of stir your heart. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I thought that, like, if anything bad ever happens to someone, it's because they thought about it first and, like, created it or they were, like, afraid of it. So my dad was having, like, some health issues. And if my mom would send me something about it, I'd be like, why do you even keep talking about it? Like, you have to, like, ignore it and just believe he's going to be better. Like, if you focus on it, it's going to make it worse. And, like, I just thought I was right about all of that. I got to this point where um, we were going to have to like cancel the lease because finances were like getting really tight and I was going to have to move in with my parents and like give up my cats in order to like live with them because my parents didn't want to have cats in their house. And I was just feeling like really angry that like it was happening that way. Like I I thought that it was kind of going to be how before I moved in with my best friend right before the manifestation came. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought like, okay, it's going to be rough, um, but something good's going to come right after. But I didn't understand why I had to give up my cats. Just like the first time I had to give up my friendship. It's going to take a quick second here to tell you about Raised and Redeemed merch. I somehow end up in my bright pink Raised and Redeemed crew neck nearly every day because it's so comfy and I love to tell the world that I have been raised and redeemed in Jesus's name and wearing something that says that is a great conversation starter. Not only do we have crewnecks, but we also have t-shirts, hoodies, cropped hoodies, mugs, stickers, socks, and more. You can either follow the link titled Raised and Redeemed Merch in the comment section of wherever you're listening, click the link in any of my social media bios, or go to raisedandredeemed.creator/spring.com, and that is raised and spelled out A-N-D, redeemed.creator/spring.com to order yours and support the show today. I started like coming into agreement with the lies I was hearing in my head, like that I wanted to die, and or that like. I I don't even know why I started thinking that I was like crazy or needed to go to a mental hospital, but like I just started feeling that way. And I would like start saying out loud, like, I'm going to kill myself. Like I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like I'm not going to, I'm not coming into agreement with it, but like I would say that and the feelings just kept getting worse and worse the more I would like speak it out loud, come into agreement with those feelings. And I remember um, I just started feeling miserable like every day, even though I wasn't really uh, drinking as much and stuff. I would still be like vaping all the time and like had a Delta eight pen that I would use a lot. I just remember sitting in this chair like every day, just like miserable. Like, I don't know. I just felt so miserable and I would go watch my neighbor's cat sometimes. And like she had vodka and like beer in her house and she like said that I could like have some, so I I started drinking that again. And right before Christmas, I was going to my mom's house. And right before I left, I went over there to check on the cat. And I picked up the vodka from the top of the fridge and like almost drank it. But then I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not normal. Like, I'm not going to get drunk and then drive an hour and a half to my parents' house because I live an hour and a half away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that that was not me. And then uh, the whole way there, I was like texting and driving like my son's dad, like arguing with him the whole way there. So like the devil was trying to kill me at this point. Um, And I remember before I went there, I had a conversation with my mom and she was saying like, when I live there, she doesn't want tarot cards in her house and stuff like that. And like, I purposely brought them that time. Like, I guess like the spirits in me just wanted to be like rebellious. So I brought them. And when I got there, my brother like asked if I wanted to smoke. So we like went and smoked and um, I started just feeling like there were just like, like I was in like a, like a, a black hole or something. Like it was just like, I felt like there was like energy, like compounding against me or something. Like my head was spinning and I was just feeling so crazy. I was holding my son and I was just like, what is happening? Like, this is so crazy. Like how I'm feeling. I'd never felt like that before. So I went and told my mom that I need her to pray over me. Well, first I I was laying in bed, like, I was like, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Please save me. I'm so sorry. And then I went to to go ask her to pray over me. And she like came back there and just started like talking to the demon because she goes to a church where they do deliverance. So she she was doing 
And then I had seen deliverance before like long ago and tried to get deliverance, but it didn't work because I wasn't really open to it. Um, But this time, like I was just ready to surrender anything to get the feeling that I was feeling away. I remember her saying like, what is your name? And my mouth was like, oh, like it was like opening control. And like, I was like contorting like on the ground and like, um, you aware, like, so you were aware that this is happening, but yeah, like, you have happening. control over it. Right. I mean, I could have gained control, but I didn't want to because I wanted it gone. Surrender, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was surrendering and just letting it manifest. And the demon started saying, like, I brought tarot cards in here and like laughed. And like, my mom's like, where are they? And like, it told her. And then she like got them out and like, then she was commanding it to leave and I was just like the demon was just like moaning like like uh, like being really demonic and um then it left and I invited the Holy Spirit into my being and after that it was definitely a battle of my like for my mind because I wanted like i it was just a lot of old beliefs I had to let go of. Mm-hmm. And um, I was still like vaping and, and using Delta eight a little bit, um, but I knew I had to stop. So I stopped vaping and then I stopped Delta eight also because I just knew that like, if I wanted to really submit my, submit my life to Christ, I had to give up on all of that. Yeah. Um, and That's so amazing. Oh my goodness. So could you feel the release like when it left? Like, did you just kind of like collapse? Like, yeah, I didn't feel that those suicidal thoughts anymore. Like, yeah, I, I did kind of collapse a little bit. Like I, I didn't like go limp or anything, but like, I just felt completely different. Like I didn't have that like crazy feeling going on. Um, and my mom told me she saw it was like the life was being sucked out of me. She saw a serpent. She could see in the spirit. She saw like a serpent around me, like sucking the life out of me. And my sister had a vision like months before um, that there was a, a serpent wrapped around my spine in that it came out of my mouth and dissolved into the air. So she like saw that that was going to happen to me. Um, Amazing. <laughs> I'm just so excited about that. And and I completely understand too. It's like you go through this deliverance and then you're like some of the habits you still had. Um, so it's like, while well, salvation happens in a moment, sanctification happens over a lifetime. Yeah. That, that quote like set me free. Cause I'm like, why do I still struggle with this? Like, why is my mind still like, why do I still have these thoughts? And it's like, it takes, it's a process now for, for Jesus to renew your heart and your mind. And I just think that happens, you know, over time. And as we draw closer to him, Um, I I get that too. Yeah. That's something I had to realize because afterwards I was wondering like why I was still feeling angry and stuff like that. I was like, I still have demons. I was like, I need more deliverance. Um, But my mom's like, no, like, it's just a process. Like, I mean, even if you do like just submit your life to God and like they'll flee. And over time I'm noticing that's definitely true. Like my mind has completely like changed. Like I just see things so much differently and like every day, it's, it's just more and more transformed the more I sim- submit my life to him. Like no more vaping, no more drinking, no more Delta eight, no more cussing. Like I don't listen to secular music. I don't watch secular TV. Like, cause it's all spiritual. Everything in this world is spiritual. I only want to be led by the Holy spirit. I found a church that does deliverance and like the teachings that they teach are just on point with like what I was looking for. So I'm so grateful to have found them. And that's helping me a lot with like the, the path that I'm currently on and um, well, that I'm always going to be on for the rest yes, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I feel so much more peace. Like I haven't had a single negative thought about myself the way that I was. And um, I mean, I, I just feel happy again. Like I can enjoy life again. And like slowly by slowly, I'm like finding out like who I am again and like um, finding like, peace in the small moments like there's still difficult times where like I'll start to like worry about some things but I'm like why would I worry whenever yes on my side like he training your mind with scripture yeah I still have a lot more growing to do like there's still a lot of things that I like battle with in my mind as far as like 
getting angry at like my kids and stuff like that. And like, um, whenever I start to worry about finances and everything, cause of course I want to like work more and like make more money and like take care of myself and everything. And like, sometimes I'll feel like a loser because my son's dad like does so much for us. Um, but I just have to remember like God has a plan for my life and I just need to let him guide me and he won't steer me in the wrong direction. But also I want to mention a dream that I had after my deliverance. Um, I feel like because I always like had attacks on my dreams, I do have like a gift of like having prophetic dreams. Uh So right after the deliverance, actually, I started having dreams like sexual dreams and um, I wasn't feeling that way during the day. So I knew that they were demonic and um, it was like every day for a week. And I remember like the last one I had, I like resisted in the dream and um, that's when it stopped. And like every, every day I was walking around the house, like commanding any spirits to leave. But one prophetic dream I had was I was um, in, I was at someone's house and everyone started like manifesting into like demons. Well, I thought that it was like they were turning into zombies but it was definitely like a demonic manifestation because their body wasn't changing, but like just their mind and like the way they were acting inside. And I remember leaving and I would like drive to like different places and everywhere I went, there was like people like turning into demons. Um, And it made me feel like there really is like a demon apocalypse going on. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's a battle for everyone's mind. And I remember I was going up to people and like grabbing their hands saying, no, just say Jesus, like ask Jesus to come save you. He will. And our, my, the car doors were open and like, there were these people like around my car, like acting crazy, but they weren't touching us. And that was just God saying that like me and my kids are protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I could just see how there really is a battle of the mind going on. Like, even if you look up, demonic manifestations and like certain celebrities or like other people like it's it's real like they it's getting to the point where like sometimes they don't even realize that it's happening and it it can happen to christians also because we're body mind and spirit so like they can oppress our mind but they can't fully possess a christian's body i don't i'm pretty sure um but like anyone who opens those doors though leaves room for oppression in the mind i just feel like i'm noticing it like happening more and more rapidly like anyone who looks it up will see it like i've posted some things about it on facebook and like people will laugh at it i'm like literally just go look it up like you'll see (laughs) it's right there well going back to you know satan keeps them blind you know they don't want to see so i i definitely know what you're talking about yeah you did mention like the the celebrities and the abortion doctors and how you see these these demons manifest in them And it's really hard if you've never experienced this, but I've personally seen a demon manifest. So like, I know this is legit as well. Um, And yeah, it is. It is just, it's a war out there. Um, So we have to keep ourselves, we have to keep ourselves guarded all the time. And and it's so subtle too. Like you said, the music, what we watch, just any little thing that that comes in. It's like, we have to be so careful because we are a vessel. These bodies are vessels. And if it's not the Holy Spirit in us, there will be other spirits coming in and, and trying to guide us. Yeah. And we are called to cast out demons. And I feel like the only way that that's even possible is if we submit our life to the Holy Spirit, because it's only through the Holy Spirit and in Jesus name that we can do that. So um, like, even if we're not like physically just going around casting demons out of people, like even just communicating with someone and them like witnessing the Holy spirit in us can set them free. Yes. So it's just so important for all believers to really seek communion with the Holy spirit so that we can like help save the lives of these people who are deceived. Cause it really is. There's just deception everywhere. Like in like any path that is not the narrow path, any path that's not, directly to the Holy Spirit, there's deception. I hate to say that it's black and white, but it really is. It really is black. No, there's not any in between. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any other thing that you wanted to touch on? 
Um, I don't think so. I feel like I talked about everything I wanted to, and I'm glad that it went well because I was nervous. I was like, like talking to my phone, it didn't go as smooth. <laughs> like I'm just like, uh. <laughs> it's easier when you have another person engaging with you because yeah. I just recorded my testimony for another podcast. I'm like, it's so awkward just talking to my camera, but talking to another human, it's it's a lot easier. Um, so yeah, no, you did amazing and. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know that like your story, there's just so many people out there. Like you said, there's like this like demon apocalypse going on out in the world. And so there's so many people that relate to what you experienced. So I guess the last thing that I would ask you is if you would want to pray over the listeners um, and kind of just within keeping in mind, um, that that pain that you felt before coming into a relationship with Jesus, if there's anybody out there listening to this that is maybe feeling that same sort of frenzy that you felt before finally surrendering. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us here today and for allowing me to share my testimony so that others will come to listen and have their ears and eyes open because they're experiencing something similar. And I thank you for all the lives that you'll touch through Michaela's podcast, not only through my testimony, but the testimonies of others and her own testimony. Um, I pray for those who are lost, that they will witness your hand in their life, even if it's through evil, so that they may come to you, Lord, because you don't want anyone to perish. You want everyone to come to repentance. You desire for everyone to have eternal life and to feel the love that you sacrificed for us, even though you knew that there would be so many people that would reject you and not want you. I pray, Lord, that your love will just fill the nation and everyone will see the power that you and authority that you hold over the darkness of this world. And I thank you, Lord, that Satan will be exposed and your kingdom will come here on earth. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, in Jesus' name, amen. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, I'd love to have you leave a review, share it with a friend, and even connect with me on other platforms. It's at Michaela Nikolenko on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have an at Raised and Redeemed Instagram account too. I look forward to connecting with you there. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.